love is it. Love is your ammo. And it's not love from, I wish you were different or let me help you be different. It's just love because that's it. That this is all that you can give. Welcome to the Personal Development Without the Fluff podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. Look, if you believe that there's got to be more to life or you find yourself zagging when others are zigging, this podcast is most likely for you. We're not here to fix you because in our opinion, you're already perfect. We are here to help you remember who you truly are. That light inside of you that you thought you lost forever. I think you know the one I'm talking about, right? That one. We're brash and blunt and give it to you straight. You'll most likely love us and hate us at the same time. And for us, that's perfect. Because what we are here to do is open your heart and expand your mind so you can live your ultimate life. And if you're wanting more support at any time or just want to interact with Guy and I, find our personal development without the fluff group on Facebook and come hang out with us and other like-minded, amazing human beings. So if you're done with fantasizing about your life and you're ready to go start living it, welcome to our show. Now let's get started. All right. So today, the review was actually a two-star review, but I would love to read it anyway because it comes to us from someone really inspired is the name. And the headline is F word gets in the way of a potentially powerful message. So I wanted you guys to know, look, honest review is an honest review. So really inspired writes, I feel bad saying this, but it was very difficult to listen to what I know and feel has the potential to be a great and powerful message between all of the F words. I really wish the podcasters would stop using the F word like a comma. If they can lose the swearing, I would give this a five-star review. Well, really inspired. I fucking love the review. So thank you so much. And uh, to everyone else, if really inspired, by the way, if you email me at elon at satoriprime.com, although you might not still be a listener, uh, I will be happy to send you a wonderful present. For the rest of you, if you are inspired to leave us an honest review on iTunes, Please do, and then when I read it out loud, I will send you a present as well. All right, now on with the fucking show. I just wanted to say something um, about about complaining versus sharing. Sure. That was, I guess, it was a little unclear for me. Um, okay, like if I could see that maybe specific, like specific, a specific example of that, because I what came to mind when you, you were sharing was like. Like my relationship to my family, I was playing out how it would look to um, com- communicate with them in a way that is sharing. What if, what if someone's not receptive or what if like there's a real situation Great question. that you speak to? Because I have like, so like the harsh realities, I have uh, like drug addicts in my family that I don't communicate with very much because mm-hmm. of that. And so I've had to learn. So I'm actually still learning how to relate to them in a way that's like, I want this person in my life. I love this person, but I also... Uh, want to speak to the truth of the situation, you know? And so, so it's like, how do I, there's a reality there. Like there's a harsh reality there. And then there's like what I make of it. Right. And uh, yeah. So, I mean, I know I'm taking, I'm taking it more time. I was, that was like running through my mind because I have a lot of like family crap and 
and learning how to like hold my own, you know, and relate to these people that I love, but also like create space. But how do you communicate with someone, you know, when like the reality that you're speaking to isn't shared? Right. Or you want to handle that or you want to... Uh, I mean, I think we probably both have perspective on either you go or, or I go. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, did you say me go ahead? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, let me just speak to this example, and then I'll, I'll like parlay it over there. So, right, so this event, for instance, right, it's it's scary. We're putting out more money than we've ever put out before. We have very limited amount of time to, com- to complete it. There's a lot to be scared about, okay? So the conversations have been me just saying, like, here, like, here are my concerns, but I'm not saying them to, like, let go of my concerns. I'm constantly bringing it into the conversation, recreating it as an experience for me and for everybody else who's involved in this, in this project. Do you understand? So, so far yeah. it's just been me saying like, uh, I'm not sure this is going to work. I don't know how we're going to get this done in time. Like how are we going to fill the room that with that many people X, Y, Z, right? That's not, that's not intended to letting it go. That's not moving the conversation forward in any way. That's like putting a stake in the ground Hey, everybody, look at my shit. You know, here it is. And let's all deal with my, my stuff. If I was sharing about it, it would be something more like, it, it sounds similar. And that's why it's a very subtle to notice the shift between them. And it really, the, the subtleness comes from what's the intention of what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. right? So like my, if my intention was, I want to get power again around putting this event together, I could come to Elon and say, hey, bro, I have these concerns about our event. Here's my three concerns about it. Okay. And if my intention is I'm telling you these concerns so that I can let them go. And that's what I'm, and that's what I would be doing. Like, like this conversation, what I just said right now, even just sharing it with you guys, I'm sharing it because it's the first time I'm, I'm actually sharing. And I already feel lighter than I did 10 minutes ago. I said the same thing to Elon and I felt like shit at the end of it. And now I like, I, I told you guys and I feel lighter and that lets me know right away that that was my intention of letting it go. And that's part of the power of having community too, is, Hey, I'm human too. Like I I'm dealing with something. Okay. And if I let it go, here's how I imagine it. Okay. If you, we have an energy field. Yes. And everyone could agree with that to some, to some degree, varying degree. So like, I think of it like Sonic the Hedgehog, he's got a little bubble, right? He runs in it and we can measure thought, right? Like we can measure it like with, with instruments. So if you have this persistent thought that's like a complaint, like let's say about a sister or brother, whatever, they're doing this, they shouldn't be doing that, like all this kind of stuff, that thought has energy in space and time. Agreed? Okay. Yes. So if you imagine like this bubble is your space to create your view of reality or how you show up in terms of reality inside of, right? Like Lisa's been doing the work of clearing the space and creating inside of it. So suddenly her reality starts showing up differently. Same thing. So if there's this complaint, like Bobby's a drunk or whatever it is, or, you know, Lisa should stop smoking pot or whatever, whatever the situation might be like that complaint is now taking up space in here. And this is energy. This is space that you can no longer create inside of because you have a finite amount of energy here to deal with. So when you share, it's like, I have this concern and I want to let it go. And the moment you say that, the moment you declare it, what you're doing is it's as if you're saying, I'm not going to have that conversation anymore. And it's like you create space again, right? So you have this like space that shows up again. Now you have the ability to take that space and recreate what you want to show up in reality by declaring it. Make sense? Mm -hmm. And the moment you Mm -hmm. declare, like now that's taking up space instead. If you don't declare, and this is again, coming back to what I said before about sharing and they're like such a big deal. (laughs) Troy's good. Um, 
it's such a big deal because if you don't share and put something where you just cleared out that space, it's universal law that the universe abhors a vacuum, right? Like in space, it abhors a vacuum. Something has to go into that space. If you're not the one that says what's in that space, the universe will bring back the past and you'll start having the same experience all over again. Yeah. Does this make sense? So, it does, but it, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, please. I was going to say, but, but it doesn't mean that someone else has to change their behavior. It's all about how I relate to it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You can, that's big. You, you, you can't control the behavior, but what you'll find is in response to you giving up a certain point of view and taking on a different one by the sheer fact that you're no longer reacting the same way, neither will they. Exactly. Because that's the, what, that's the there, there, there's a relationship between these two reactions. I tell Elon, go fuck yourself. There's probably going to be one reaction. The other reaction is going to be, go fuck yourself, right? <laughs> but if I give up my ability to say, go fuck yourself, and now even if he's being how he's being, I'm just like, my context is, or possibility is, I'm, I'm empathetic or I'm loving. So Elon's angry and I'm like, I'm going to love him anyway. Elon's angry. I'm going to love him anyway. At some point, Elon's not going to get the response that he's used to getting. You get that? Which means mm-hmm. this, fu- this other response is fueling him. It's like fuel for him. When that fuel runs out, Elon's going to stop responding the way he responds. Mm-hmm. And he'll have to change his response also. So mm-hmm. if you have somebody in your family that's like, they shouldn't be that way, right? That's, mm-hmm. the, that, that's the decision that you've made about them. So when, again, just mm-hmm. to go back to that distinction, when you say the word decide, and I actually don't think I mentioned it during the whole training, which is shocking to me, C-I-D-E means to kill off. Mm-hmm. right? So to kill off possibility or to kill off this person. So I'm deciding that Elon's a drug addict or Elon's this way or Elon's that way. I'm killing off any other possibility that Elon can ever show up any other way than that. Yeah. If, I, if I choose that I'm going to be loving in the face of anything with Elon, it's going to create a whole new like ecosystem for him to respond inside of. Look, sometimes it's just about saying, I'm here for you when I need you. I love you to pieces and I want to support you in getting well, but here are my boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I'm willing to go to you with uh, up until they're, you know, whatever. That's, that's just where I can go with you. If you're going to mm-hmm. go beyond that, I'm not prepared to be X, Y, Z for you anymore, or I'm not prepared to play this role for you anymore. Cause again, you're getting impacted by that environment. And sometimes it's mm-hmm. just appropriate to put your pull yourself out of that environment. Also, you don't know that if saying something like that to somebody without making them wrong, right? That's, that's crucial Mm -hmm. because you can be like, I'm leaving because you're being like this, or I'm just leaving because it doesn't serve me anymore. And I'll be here for you in this context. Sometimes leaving that way is the catalyst for people shifting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Marco may have left, right? The group. And he didn't like, it wasn't negative at all. He told us it was great and whatever, but we challenged him in some way where he, and to his own power, maybe said, I'm going to, I need to work with somebody personally. Maybe he feels like he needs more one-on-one time. That could be the thing that helps Marco break through in his entire life. Right. You never know. God. He saw the door. Like he literally walked up to the door, touched the handle and it was burning fucking hot. Yeah. And he just wasn't ready. Like, and that's fine. Right. Like we, we can only do what we can only do. Uh, I just want to add a couple of things. One uh, just to drive this point home, guys, conversation around our event. I want to make this like real for you guys, right? Guys, conversation around the event is justified. Like 
all the things he told me, I have the same fucking thoughts. I, this is like falling out of a plane without a parachute. I am terrified, but I also did this because I'm terrified. I know like that's where my growth is. I know where that's my next step is. I always know that that's the thing that I need to trust to lead my, my direction. Right now, if we, when he's complaining, it's in reality, right? Like, the reality is we spent 40 grand. The reality is we started planning it like 35 days before the event actually took place. These are like not the way that you intend to, to, to create these things, right? Um, it's all real. The difference is that right now, that's the game. That's already done. Like being in an argument with that doesn't serve anybody or any purpose. Mm -hmm. But when he, when he was doing that in his head, even though it's justified in reality and all that stuff, it completely took him out of the conversation. Whether it's a fear of like failing and, you know, if he actually said, I'm going to be 100% responsible for this thing working and it didn't, then, then a failure conversation comes up. Whether it's, you know, uh, being right about the fact that it can blow, like all that, it doesn't matter. Right. What we, the, what he said, which is really smart is like, I, the, for me, the distinction between sharing and complaining is like the ego complains, the soul shares. Mm. Okay. Your ego is scared shitless about whatever it is that it's dealing with in life. Kevin, I think that's a writer downer. The ego complain. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, I was like, I can see that with a meme of some sort. Yeah, that was good. Um, and, so, and no made-up words. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even make the words. I'm going to later. I'll tell you, you'll, you'll know when I made it up. But like, ego complains to keep itself and keep the soul from playing a game. Okay? But, like, the way he shared now, that's soul. That's like, look – Guy's mission in life is to impact 100 million people. Complaining about whether this event will work or not, he know, his soul knows that for us to impact 100 million people, we got to do an event. And it's got to be big time. And it's got like, this is the thing like, that we've been talking about for two years, right? He gets all that. Like the soul gets all that. But the ego doesn't want that. So the ego is scared because that's unknown. So that's what it does. But when the soul shares from the standpoint of like letting out into the world what the ego is scared of so that it's heard, right? Like you, you deal with kids all the time. If you're just like, I'm going to ignore you, that does not work. I don't care how good of an adult or how patient or whatever you are, like a kid will win every single time. <laughs> every single time. It just does not matter. They don't have that button. So that clearly does not work. So you have to interact with the ego in a way where it's not like you're a redheaded stepchild and I'm going to like beat you into submission. That doesn't work. It's you got to honor it, but you honor it in a way where it's with the intention to move past it. So just to bring it back to you and like the, the kids example, you know that when you alter the way you react or interact with a kid, they respond differently, right? 100%. Okay. Yeah. So 
that the same way that whatever's happening with your family member, okay, you have a very specific way that you interact with them about their, their addiction, about who they are. You have a lot of things that you've said about them subconsciously, maybe not yeah. even to them, okay? Yeah. I want you to be aware of like when you do that, you've basically pulled yourself out of the situation. You're yeah. no longer there for them, right? Like you can pretend to be there and all that stuff. But if in the background, it's like when you're on this, you're a shithead or you're an asshole or whatever, whatever your thing is, like however you verse it. Oh, hi, cutie. That's all they're left with. That's really all they're left with. Yeah. And so that's the part, like, again, I cannot recommend this book highly enough. I know a bunch of you guys are reading it right now. Byron Katie, love what it is. She actually talks about this exact example and a mother does this work with her daughter who is drug addicted. And it is such a power. I got chills just talking. It's such a powerful, palatable thing to listen to. The mom literally gets that her daughter is her drug and like that she's addicted. And it's like such a mind blowing conversation. But her whole thing is as soon as she said like, my daughter is drug addicted Love went away. Love is gone. You yeah. can't. It can't be drug addicted and love at the same time. Because now it's no longer daughter. It's you're this being who is drug addicted. And I, all I want is my daughter back. Give me back my daughter. That's no longer love. Love is no longer present. Hmm. Uh, and I think that's Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just going to. I say what's going so what's going on in my head right now is this statement over and over again. But it's so hard to love a drug addict. <laughs> but l- listen to what you said. Just li- listen to the words, <laughs> and this is why this stuff is so good. It's so hard to love a drug addict. Who is the drug addict? My, you, my. Who is it? Who is in your life? Your brother, your father, your sister, and mom. Okay, great. So listen to this. Listen to the words. It's so hard to love a drug addict. Do you hear sister or mom in that conversation? No. That's the thing, right? Like, it's easy to love a mom. It's easy to love a sister. It's not easy to love a drug addict. As soon as it's labeled drug addict, they cease to be mom and cease to be sister they are now a label does that make sense and just with that book I got that's, hard. that's hard to swallow right mm-hmm. that and that, that's look that's that's the 100 percent responsible yeah. they will okay like i i hate using this line in this scenario but it's it's really important and and um, and I think Kimber, you're, you're willing to go there, but like <laughs> someone said to me one time, he's like, this is the way life is. And what they meant by that is like, imagine it never changed. Like this is just how it is. It's never going to change. Not a single person's going to change. Not a single circumstance are going to change. This is how your life is. Can you love this life? Can you love that person? 
Can you love that situation? Yep. And that to me, honestly, to me, that that's like Buddha, <laughs> you know, like that's, I'm not saying that this is easy. I'm just saying where you are about it gives no room for another conversation. Once you approach a conversation and you can even try this, like you walk into that household with no label and you just interact with mom. However mom is, however she is and however she is not, you just love her because mom. Yeah, it's never black or white. Mom, choose. Exactly. Mom, choose. Sister, choose. After all of the considerations, right? Like that's what we spoke about last week. You, you would be so shocked. You know, there's this exercise that they do. I think it's like in some African tribe that when someone, when someone um, does something bad, like they steal, they kill, they rape, they do whatever, they sit them in the center of a circle and however big the tribe is, will go around and share a story of how this person made a difference in their lives mm. or what they love about them or what they noticed kind that they did. So instead of being like, you know, here it's, it's like when people do um, interventions and stuff, it's like, this is how you ruin my life. <laughs> like it's the complete opposite. It's like, this is the light you bring to me. This is the light you bring to others. And they do this for two, three straight days. The person cannot get out of the circle because what they're trying to get this person to get is who they fucking are. Right? Like love is the most powerful weapon on this earth. When people get love, we will have no more wars. We will have no more art. Like, love is it. Love is your ammo. And it's not love from, I wish you were different, or let me help you be different. It's just love because that's it. That this is all that you can give. And I feel like it's this, this power that when people get love, when they don't think that they deserve it, something shifts, right? It's, it's like this like knock. You're like, why is this person so good to me? Why are they loving me? Because they don't love themselves. And that's why they check out mostly. Hello, my favorite listener. That's you. I wanted to share with you some of the amazing results and breakthroughs your fellow Satorians are experiencing as we speak from being in the collective with us. So if you haven't heard about the collective or what you're missing out, check this out. So Amanda writes, a couple of years ago, I was destitute, living back with my parents at 36. I'd lost my job, was overcome with chronic illness and a strong victim mindset, and I was totally stuck. Through the influence of your training, I'm enjoying a much more fulfilling life. I've moved back home, gotten a great job, taken control of my health, and even bought the car I've always wanted. I'm ready to go even further into my awakening and manifest the life I truly deserve. I couldn't be happier to be part of this tribe of amazing human beings. Robin said to us, thank you. Since March, I've started meditating every day. I've lost 27 pounds. I've resigned from a job that I hated, but stuck with because of the money. And I've already received three new job offers and even taken one of them that is paying more. And I'm much happier. Plus my relationship with my husband is flourishing too. Thank you. And Paul writes, after talking to my daughter, I now know that I feel relieved and much lighter because of it. Thank you again for everything. You guys have changed my life. I feel like I've come farther in the last few weeks than I have in the last few years. I'm so grateful for your help and support. I love you guys. Look, I know this podcast adds tremendous value to your life. My suggestion 
is head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective right now and jump headfirst into the collective. After all, it's only a $9 a month investment and you'll get access to Guy and I in a whole new way. You'll learn some of the most cutting edge technology that we share with our best clients, but we can't really share here on the podcast. Imagine you and us interacting with each other live every two weeks for just $9. It's incredible, as you've seen before. So if you're wanting breakthrough results in your life quickly, head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and begin to deepen your journey as a Satorian today. So I, I hope you can hear something in there, but like the work for you to do is just try a different approach, right? Like with a kid, like if you did the same thing over and over and over and expected a different result, that's insanity. Like you got to try something new and something different. And I think you're smart enough and you have enough information to, to, to do that. Yeah. Yes. I think think it's always prudent to remember that two things can't occupy the same space at the same time. And that goes, and that goes for thought too. Again, if we can measure it, it's occupying space. So whatever is that prevalent conversation is that you have about drug addicts, you know, again, if, if you have a complaint about drug addicts, right. That, then that's, that's where you're enrolling yourself in. That's where you're enrolling other people in. And I'm sure you've had this conversation with friends and family about the way that they are and the way that they are and the way that they could be. And some of it might even seem like it's positive what you're saying, but it's creating a reality. And that's now has agreement for this is how Kimber responds to mom. This is how Kimber responds to her sister. And it just feeds it back to you. And it, it just makes it more alive. It makes it more real all the time. And that's it. That's what you live in. So what you need to take responsibility for is generating that conversation, right? Cause that's what we do. We generate that conversation. And like you know, I said before, now you're in an argument with the, with the conversation, with the reality that you've created yourself. Yeah. And, I, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who say, yeah, that's totally the way that it is. And I'm sure there's a lot of evidence that would support that that's totally the way that it is, but that evidence and that story also supports the pain that you're in around that conversation. So if you want to feel some other way about it, if you want some freedom and to maybe really, you know, just alter it, maybe it really is just as simple as I'm going to love them no matter what. And then there might be an opening for to have some other conversation with them when they actually feel like they're being supported. Because right now their life is I'm a drug addict and there's resistance against me. I'm this and there's resistance against me, right? And the more resistance that there is, the more they go back and rely on the drugs to try to get them out of it. That doesn't mean that you allow them to, you know, to hurt you or, or treat you badly. Sure. Yeah. Of course not. That, that yeah. you can control. I think she's looking for a relationship there. Like I can, I, yeah. what screams to me is that she really, really wants to love them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's, and I don't, I guess I made up my mind a while back that I, if I didn't speak to them about their issues, which are like the huge, huge elephant in the room, then I'm enabling them. And, and my relationships are based around a lot of honesty. Sometimes I'm a little bit too um, blunt and with the things that I can express, but um, I feel like I'm going to explode when I'm around someone that's clearly not well and isn't willing to talk about it. Mm. So and that, and I, look, I'm not saying that that's not a great story to have, and not, <laughs> right? But like, in this 
circumstance. It's not like one thing for everything. In yeah, this circumstance, that conversation, that story, which is again, it's just a story, isn't yeah. producing the intended outcome that you want. And yeah. so, <laughs> right, like <laughs> for every for everything, there's a different tool. You want to put a nail in the wall, use a hammer. You want to cut a head of lettuce, a hammer is just not going to do that for you, right? And so what you're trying to do right now is hit a head of lettuce, like cut a head of lettuce with a hammer. And you're like, if I just do this harder, if I just do this more, if I just hit it from here or here or here or here, maybe I'll get the result. But the result is always the same because you're using the wrong tool, right? So I'm really curious to see, uh, are you willing to try this out. Yes. <laughs> okay, awesome. I'm really, I'm, I mean, I know how it's going to go, but I'm really, I can't <laughs> share. Well, I, I just want to ask, so what do you, what do you see? Okay, so I just want to put this together. You know, like when you're taking responsibility, sometimes in a situation like this, what's required is forgiveness. But mm. what, oh, what Lisa said is really important. Um, when you don't forgive people, you're drinking the poison, hoping, hoping they die. Is that clear? So like this situation, it's like, I won't talk to you and maybe you'll feel bad enough about that, that you'll want to make changes. Right. But you're the one in pain about it while they're getting high over there. Right. So what, what is it that you see that you can give responsibility for? I could reach out to them. I could, you know, ask them how they're doing. I could try to make an effort to have them in my life. Cause right now they're not in my life. They're, they're like, Holidays were a little awkward because they were in my life, but yeah. <laughs> as little as possible. And um, and so I, I think they they uh, avoid talking to me a lot because they don't want to confront, they don't want a confrontation, and communication with me, to them is a confrontation. Got it. So so how is it that you've been punishing them? I've been um, making them wrong. I've been. Um, you know, t- basically saying like, get your crap together. Like you're destroying, or, you're ruining, you're ruining your life or, you know, you'll, you'll never have a relationship with me. Right. So there's, so basically you've been giving them stipulations to your love. Yep. Yeah. I definitely. won't love you. I won't love you if, right. Uh, I, w- I, mean, I, w- I don't say it. I don't say it outright like that. Like I definitely love them, but I, I don't experience the love. It's not, it's not profound. Like how I love, you know, a child or my friends or, you know, my brother who's healthier. Sure. And in the background, that's there, right? Like, that's like part, even if you're not saying it outright directly, that's part of the conversation, right? Like, oh, yeah. Like, here are my, here are my, uh, you, you like come with like your treaty list and you're like, okay, so you're going to do one, two, three, or four, or bye-bye love, okay? And then yep. you build yourself. So yep. that's where you've got to, that's where the conversation needs to start. You have, oh, to, you have to take ownership over the list of demands that you met that they're not adhering to. It's their fucking life, right? They can yeah. do whatever they please with it. The fact that you're in an upset about the way that they're living their life, that's a totally different conversation than how they're living their life. And they yeah. can do the same thing to you. They can be like, hey, Kimber, if you don't start smoking crack today, guess what? <laughs> like, like, mama's going to, you know, like not buy you a Christmas present next year. And then you're going to be like, well, fuck, mom, I ain't going to smoke crack. So I guess no Christmas present, right? <laughs> um, but but so I'm, making, I'm making light of it. And, and by the way, I'm making light of it because at the end of the day, it's just life. And we add a lot of seriousness to it. Look, I have a lot of friends right now who were a lot of friends like, Oh yeah, this is what I do. This is going to sound funny now. Um, I have two friends this weekend that have been meth addicts for a long time. 
I mean, who, have, who haven't been either, but who were for a very long time. And now we have a situation inside of our community where two of my really good friends have moved in with this girl who's amazing, who relapsed and went back to, and she's completely meth addicted again. And we have a friend in our community who was meth addicted for 10 years and has been off of it for 10 years also, and understands that world and we're supporting her how we can, right? But, it, and, and they're not in an argument with the fact that she's a meth head. They're just like, she's hurting herself and we want to help her. Um, and that's it. And, and so, you know, it's just, again, like it always starts with what do I need to take responsibility for? And that's it. And then, and that that will lead to the rest of the conversation because the rest of the conversation is the possibility you want to create with them. What they, what I think they need to know is no matter what you're there for them. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to love you no matter what. And when you're high, I'm not going to be around. That can, mm-hmm. that can be it too, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, and here are all the ways that I'm willing to support you if you want my help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah. I think you absolutely nailed it. Like, yeah. that's the conversation. That's how you've been withholding love, right? And that will create an immediate space for a conversation that just hasn't been able to be there. Um, I want to read this this quote and then um, or this this concept, and then we should definitely move on to the uh, to the rest of this. But and Kimber, by the way, super super awesome for sharing that. Yeah. Like, yeah, from someone who was anxious uh, thirty <laughs> minutes ago about you really went for it. It goes away. <laughs> Anxiety goes away if I can speak about it. Sure, <laughs> it's so good. Like, yeah, I mean, so good. Um, and, and here's what I noticed. When people, like for those, you saw last week's call with Marco, Kimber, did you see that one? Uh, oh, no, uh, no, I didn't get to that okay. one. I'm, yeah. So like last week is a good example of someone who's like so emotionally in it where they can't kind of see through the forest really yet. Yeah. Um, just the way you shared about it, mm. it like my and and I don't know like by show of hands like if you if if you guys had to share or like that happened in your life like there would be so much emotion and so much pain and anguish and all that stuff like that's kind of the way that I would envision someone sharing it so mm-hmm. I can already tell that you've done a lot of work in this area mm-hmm. that you can share about it like this mm-hmm. that, and and just to go back full circle like that's sharing right like it was sharing with the intention of I need a breakthrough in this area versus like, that's a really easy place to complain and mm-hmm. bitch and make them wrong and be like, that you know, whatever. So I'm, I just wanted to point that out to you. Like you, you've already yeah. done that. Um, Thank you. But I want to read this out to you guys and, and not, but, and I want to read this to you guys. Um, all right. Hold on. I just went too far. Okay. People come as a response to vibrational to your vibrational condition they are evidence of something further that you want to let go of the more you feel like you need to fix something the more you need to not find the path of least resistance Hey, hey, before you go, I just wanted to remind you to go lock in your $9 per month for life offer to join our collective. I promise if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love what we're sharing inside of the collective. Again, just head to satoriprime.com forward slash 
collective and you can lock that price in. These are the same tools that we share with our personal one-on-one clients and those guys pay us tens of thousands of dollars to work with us. You can have them for just $9 a month. Again, satoriprime.com forward slash the collective. And as always, we'd love to hear your honest reviews of our show. So if you head to iTunes and leave us a review right now, you could actually be next week's lucky winner. And lastly, if you do want to connect with Guy and I, head to Facebook right now, join our personal development without the fluff private group, ask for permission. There's a ton of amazing exclusive content there as well. And you get to communicate and interact with Guy and I on an ongoing basis. So as always, thank you for your trust, your loyalty, and your listening. We do not take it for granted. We really, really appreciate it. We love you and we'll see you next time.